welcome everyone to another episode of Out of Character. I am Jupiter Sanders, and with me is Cotton. Hey, good evening. Yeah, so Cotton, what are we talking about tonight? Okay, so I know to some extent we're talking about potential, the the, the wrapping up of the heist t- discussions, but the main <laughs> topic that uh, we've decided to settle on is how to deal with players who choose annoying as builds. Right? Though they choose these broken ass, broken ass fucking builds, and they're annoying as shit. And what do I do? I see so many postings on like subreddits and forums about it. Well, let's let's define some things. What's annoying? Because I mean, it seems like this is very subjective. Right. Well, it is. I mean, okay. sure. Uh, but it te- there tends to be a certain number of. <sighs> Problem children in these in, in certain bills. So it's like, yeah, it's subjective. Some people like Limburger cheese. Most people do not. Uh, most people <laughs> like chocolate. Some people do not. So yeah, it's subjective, but there's mm-hmm. there's certain things that tend to come up. I want to talk about specifics. But more than the specifics is kind of the general vibe of like how to approach it as a GM. Okay? Mm-hmm. These types of things. Okay. And maybe we can do better than just nerfing them, which it tends Whoa. to be the angle. That yes. everyone comes from. My 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 player has X and it's breaking my how do I break him? Like yeah. he's fucking up my thing. It's fucking up my story, which again, it's a collaborative story, guys. It's breaking up my story and what I want to do, and I don't know how to go around him, so I just need to nerf him. And that's kind of a shitty move, I think. But let's hear what the bad builds are. The only one I can think of is the thing that messes things up is the rogue always wants to steal. Yeah. Okay. That is uh, <laughs> that is the honorable mention. We're going straight to honorable mentions. <laughs> we don't know how to structure things, and because we don't plan beforehand, we which do I like. structure things, and we know how. <laughs> we what do we're doing stuff. now is a candid conversation. We don't stage and rehearse this shit. This comes yeah. out naturally. Yeah. In a very convoluted way. All no nope planning. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there is that. There is the rogue, and that's more of a player problem. Uh, they want to steal all the stuff. Now that there is only so much. So, some of these things, some of these builds, some of the they dovetail with certain player desires. Like this build mm-hmm. lets me be an asshole, and I was going to be an asshole, but now I can really effectively be an asshole, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to be a super asshole as a champion fighter. You can be one, but you're just you just don't have the tools that you're that every rogue has, or that mm-hmm. certain other classes are going to have. So yes, there is the asshole rogue. Have a conversation with them. I think we've had episodes on that in the past. But there are some things you can do in game. Okay, there oh. are some little levers you can do with the rogue Terrible. who wants to steal all the. No, you, no, we're not nerfing. <laughs> nerfing is bad. We're not going to nerf. This okay, is non-nerfing ways to combat it. Okay, right, and it. we are primarily talking D and D because it has builds more than yes. other things kind of do. But but so this is what you do. You have a rogue. They want to steal. All the shit, okay? Again, conversation with the player at some point. If they're being destructive to the game, hey, if you do this, it's going to... Like, if you do this and you fail, you will fuck... We don't get to play the game today. It's fine to say that, okay? But if they really want to steal, give them shit to steal. Like, throw it out there, man. Like, all you gotta do is describe all these luxuriant Mm -hmm. items on people. When they meet the king, take a second to mention the jewelry. That amazing scepter that they have, the gold inlaid hilt of that holds their ceremonial sword. Like, lay it on thick. Give them some shit to steal, okay? Because they will eventually, hopefully, maybe kind of get a little tired. Like, once they steal something, they may be sated. 
and money's not worth a lot in D&D, so it's fine. Just let them steal all this shit, and it's funny for inter-party conflict if they have the paladin or some other lawful good business going on. It's fine. Just if they're wanting to steal, they want to steal, right? Mm-hmm. Some players want to kill. Some players want to cast fireball. Mm-hmm. So what do we do? We give them a bunch of fucking skeletons to cast fireball on. This guy wants mm-hmm. to steal. He just wants to steal, Jupiter. But the problem <laughs> is he wants to steal from his own party members. I think that's the big issue. Well, then that's Rogues that's do indiscriminate stealing, and it's like you want to play rogue, great. But do not steal from your party members. It just wouldn't happen. Maybe that's happening because they don't have anyone else to steal from. Maybe and because they're shipwrecks. Okay. Uh, again, we can't, shipwrecks. We it could know. be. It, it could be a we little. Don't know little what big. the reason is. Yeah. So, do you think a GM, like, if somebody says, "Oh, I want to play a rogue," you think it's a conversation? Well, let, let's hear what kind of rogue you want to be. And like, well, do you really want to like steal? Yes. Can you not steal from party members? Like, can you just set that up beforehand? Is it okay to ask? Like, you're not removing agency. You're just saying, can you avoid stealing from the party members? I will give you plenty of stuff to steal. Right, and all a rogue get. Rogue, rogue is one of these classes that has way too much baggage. Okay? It's mm-hmm. not earned. Rogue does not mean steal all the things all the time. No. It just doesn't. Like, that's mm-hmm. like, there's one subclass called Thief. Like, the Thief Rogue. It doesn't mean like you can be an assassin rogue and be the lawful good James Bond, like you know pipe mm-hmm. fitter for your local king, and you you're not stealing shit. You might be able to, mm-hmm. you might be good at it. Like Batman is arguably kind of roguey. Like depending on how what setting you're in, how you want to do it, mm-hmm. he's smart, he's crafty, he's sneaky. But just because you're those things does not mean you have you're a fucking klepto. You do not have <laughs> to be a klepto. It is not there is no. Except for like paladins and like maybe druid, like there's not a whole lot of like baggage that really comes with a, with most of the classes. I don't know. Paladin so. seems to have a lot of. Uh... They do. They well, have. The, it's gotten rogues. better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so give them give them shit to steal. Give them shit to steal. Sate that steal lust. Okay. If you yeah. if you have a character with bloodlust, give them shit to kill. If you have someone who wants to steal all the shit, give them shit to steal. And that is, I'll, I'll admit, as a GM, one of the biggest things I forget is loot. I'm thinking about my monsters and my encounters. I don't want to kill the players. I don't want to make it boring. And I want it to be exciting, and I want it to be crazy wild. And, mm-hmm. and the last thing I'm thinking is, like, the loot feels kind of tacked on. I don't give a fuck about loot. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. You know? And so I kind of yeah. forget. And I need, to, I need to spread it on more thickly and provide more opportunities for them to opportunistically steal. It can't just be, here's the loot, right? It has to be, mm-hmm. you have to sneak in and steal the stuff. Give mm-hmm. them places to do that, to be sneaky, sneaky, steely, steely. Because I feel like yeah. a lot of people, you can f- kind of help. You can fix mm-hmm. that problem by giving them a taste, you know, give them a little nicorette, <laughs> you know, get them off the cigarettes. Give them their hits so they're not Jones in the whole game and then right. act out. Yeah. So that, that's one. That's one. Okay. All right. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, let's, let's not go on yet because there's sure. also the other rogue, the stabby, stabby rogue, where I've seen some GMs kind of nerf the backstab kind of a thing where they get the extra dice and because they're like, I don't want them to have that ability because it'll end the combat too quickly. And so they nerf it. They always position it so the rogue can never get to the backside for a sneak attack. That is And I'm like, that is bad. so awful. Like, why are you protecting them? You have the monster. Why are you protecting <laughs> <Yeah>. them? <laughs> that's a weird vibe. That that's a complete. That is weird, and I've I've seen some people complain about that on the forums as well as uh, my GM. I can never get sneak attack in, and that's, like that's like that's totally to me nerfing the entire because I love playing the stabby stabby rogue, of course. 
And I've never had a GM say, you know, unless it made reasonable sense, like, well, there really is no way. All right, that's fine. I get it. But I, just because they want to protect combat and make it last the session, I think that's kind of crappy because that's the whole build is to make the stabby stabby. Yeah, that, I don't even tell you that. That doesn't even rise to the bar. Like, that's not even a build. Yeah. That's just the fucking base class that they get to stab. Th- it's a fundamental. Yeah. You fundamental might as well ban fighters from yeah. plate armor. Yeah. Or some, like, yeah. That's that's bad. Right. That that that's what what that is is that the the, the GM has not understood. This is a power fantasy. One, D&D is explicitly about the heroes being badasses. If you're down to nerfing rogues, you have gone way, way too far <laughs> to the dark side, my friend. Um, they get That's what they do. That's what they're there for. Yeah. I think we, for, for whatever reason, we forgive that more with spellcasting. We kind of mm-hmm. get it. Rogues are, like, marginally tougher than casters. They have... Um, a few defensive abilities, but they must. They, they usually have to be up front. Mm-hmm. They they kind of rely on that. Like that's 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 the deal. That's their deal. Is they that's output pretty yeah. solid damage if they have that advantage. So yeah, don't don't yeah. don't nerf the rogues, y'all. Don't don't nerf. nerf. If you're nerfing core abilities of classes that are like PHB standard, you are fucking up. Okay, <laughs> just yeah, help you out. No. You you need to build a better build a better encounter if you know, but don't nerf the player's like base ability that's just kind of stupid all right, right. what's your next one uh this is we'll we'll, we'll start big divination okay. wizard this one causes a lot of problems for gms who are not flexible and frankly new gms it's it's this is a hard class to deal with it's very attractive the and it's also easy to run and it's also play there's a lot of accessibility here so a lot of the broken builds involve multi-classing this does not a lot of the broken builds involve a lot of goofy horseshit or uh, creative rules interpretation. Like I hit myself <laughs> to trigger the event, which is yeah, just blockable. I, I, I give that no credence. This is mm-hmm. not one. This is a build that is easy, accessible, player's handbook legal, no multiclassing required. It is straight down the line. One of the easiest builds to to set up, to play, and to fuck with a GM who is not ready for it. So I've never okay. played a, uh, I've never played that build. I can't say the word. D- so- <laughs> divination. Divination. Yes, to divine. Divin. No, I get it. It's to divide, but I just. So what? What is it about playing that? The that divination wizard, uh, explicitly is about reducing probability in a game based on dice. <laughs> so, oh. so their 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 core de- de- uh, defining trait. There, there's a couple things here. One is portent. That's their deal. They roll two d twenty every every eight hour every long rest, okay? And they say they write those numbers down, and then at any point they can replace a d twenty roll with that number. So you roll low. Oh, that enemy didn't actually hit. That key spell didn't happen. Mm-hmm. You just overroll the dice. You just go, no, actually it didn't happen that way. You get to inject. Yes, it is. It's it, plain it, blue. It, it, <laughs> it is plain blue. You are stepping in. You go actually. It, it's it's literally rewriting time. You're actually mm-hmm. coming in there. And I, I, related to this is the Cro- it's the Chronergy Wizard, which is the same thing: replacing dice rolls, fucking with the dice rolls, mm-hmm. overruling them after you get to see them, and you get to step in and say, you know, you, you get to retell the story. You just grab the narrative and go. Actually, no, the dice didn't say that. And if you roll high, you get to set things up for that big bomb. So there are certain spells in this game that are balanced around. Dice rolls, like Chromatic Sphere is a pretty heavy hitter, but you have to hit with it, right? It's not like Fireball. Fireball is 
just a great spell, first of all, but it will hit and do damage, right? It, even if it mm-hmm. is half damage. Mm-hmm. But there are certain things like Chromatic Sphere or, say, Banishment, uh, which that's not that, that one's not a dice roll, but there are certain things that rely on a dice roll. And if you can just guarantee it'll hit, you would choose this thing, right? Like, there are certain spells that aren't good because if you miss, you get nothing, right? Mm-hmm. But if you can guarantee a hit, they're fucking crazy, crazy good. Well, this lets you do that. This lets you go, like look over at the sorcerer with this like speedball chromatic sphere and say it's going to hit. You're going to roll a seventeen, which is hmm. nice. Or you can have a paladin, and you have that twenty in your back pocket. Well, when paladins crit, they lay down the god mode. Boom! Mm-hmm. Everybody feels it. Well, you've got that in your back pocket to say when you go up to that guy. You are going to knock the shit out of that guy. I can guarantee you that. And that's really cool. Then you take uh, things like variant feats like Lucky, which lets you re-roll dice rolls. And you take Halfling, um, which uh, would let you re-roll all ones to be be something else. So you have the ability to really screw with the dice a lot. Um, Mm. They get Augury, or they get get another crazy thing, which is if they cast a Divination spell, they get a new spell slot. For like divination or, or something like a spell slot lower. So if you cast a fourth level spell, you get a third level slot. So you get to like work your way down the, the tree. Mm-hmm. And divination spells are things like augury, which is I asked the GM, hey, is this like a good idea? Mm-hmm. You get like spidey sense for free in that moment, kind of like a little little, little prayer to to the, uh, the the forces above. You get mm-hmm. locate object. Okay, so what are you going to do to deal with this? This person's going to, and they have detect thoughts. So they know what your NPCs think. They know where the MacGuffin is if they're within a thousand feet, and they often will be. Like, you'll usually give them that, right? Like, mm-hmm. here's the cave entrance, and you need the MacGuffin. Well, they know where the son of a bitch is. Yeah. And they can, and you really can't do guile because early on they're reading minds, and mm-hmm. then they're out there changing dice rolls. So there's a lot of things here that for a new GM, this is going to shatter your little plan. Well, and, I mean, it's not going to shatter your plan. You have to figure out how to roll with it, I think. Yes. Here's the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But We're I mean, like the GM, the GM, uh, it, again, the G, if the GM is ever thinking it's going to ruin my plans, it's a collaborative story. It's If that's what they have and that's what they choose to do, better figure it out. Don't nerf it. Don't say, oh, no, you can't. It's in a special box, so you can't detect it. Or... Oh, they're wearing a special ring, so you can't read their minds. And it's like, wait a minute. How come I can never new- use my stuff? Exactly. You never want the yeah. player to be thinking, why well, can't I use my stuff? So what do you what do? You do? Like, I don't want to mm-hmm. shut them down, but I don't want to just cough up all my stuff immediately. Yeah. That's not going to be fun. So if someone's casting, let's say, Detect Thoughts, well, if they there's a probe deeper aspect, which includes roles and can fail. And that's fine. Okay, that that's fine. You're, you're, oh, you, you get, like, to read minds at the cost of pissing them off. Okay, but the base level lets you read surface thoughts. Surface thoughts, this should not be interpreted, in my opinion, as necessarily exactly everything. Like if they're up, if they're up there lying to you, and they really know that they're the uh, the betrayer of the king, and they know that the dungeon you're going to, that they they really don't want you to to win, and you don't Mm -hmm. know about the beholder in there. Don't cough up all the fucking data. Maybe cough up something that shows. A motivation. You want to find one degree removed, one little one little connector off that gives them a hint that it will make mm-hmm. sense in retrospect. That's somewhat helpful in terms of like follow up questions to ask. But you don't want to give them nothing. You don't want to give them complete bullshit. You want it to be helpful. Okay. So if this guy is the betrayer of the king, he's in league with the beholder. 
and he knows you're on the way to the beholder. Um, you know, he it, it might think see things like, well, he's uh, the, the service thoughts are, you know, his ambition. Uh, mm-hmm. You may even want to throw a little, a little, a little muddy in the water. I was playing this game Dishonored years ago, okay, mm-hmm. and you had like this weird heart thing that would tell you what people thought, and it would say things like, "This person wishes to build the church up greater than it's ever been," which is true. He's also going to kill you later or attempt to, mm-hmm. or this person wants to build a military based on merit and effort. But he's going to betray you as well because he needs to keep you silent. That that part didn't get said. Mm-hmm. And then there's one guy who was like he murdered someone in the past. But he's the only guy who's actually not trying to kill you at this moment. You don't mm-hmm. know the context of it. So you can throw stuff out there that's true, that is enlightening to the character, that even gives a possible hint about where things are. But you need to prep for this if you're a GM on this class. This class is here to dump truck your run. Okay, <laughs> You need to meet them head on because if you just turn their shit off, like you, that's it. That's the end of that. Like you just break the mm-hmm. class in half. So give them things related. Give them things ambiguous and shifty. If they're not gonna, you know, nut up or shut up, uh, let and let them kind of get their thing. They're going to know what directions. Ob- like locate object tells you the direction mm-hmm. of an object. Okay, well you can kind of fuck with that a little bit. Like make that be helpful, but maybe put some things in your dungeon, like in that room that require effort to get to a pit you know, traps or something. So yeah, they know where it is and they may avoid parts of the dungeon which are shitty and mm-hmm. which you maybe know they're not going to go to. So maybe you didn't totally flesh them out. Maybe you only mentioned them in passing. But when they get there, it's like, oh, it's a little extra step. So they feel like I got something. I, I cast my spell and so I went in the right direction and we avoided the other four wrong rooms. We went to the right room and that's cool and that's great. Mm-hmm. But now there is a problem in that room that also requires solving. I just avoided some other problems. So what I think is, I, I think when a when a player casts something like that to where like read thoughts, text surface level thoughts, I don't think there's anything wrong with doing like a single word, but I also like the idea of just showing them images. Like that's what that person is thinking right now. They're they're thinking about what's to come or you know whatever, and you know maybe they just get flashes of images and they have to figure it that out. To figure out the clue they don't get the actual like literal words here you go you know what i mean so i i like that idea also with the find object i love the if it's a small enough item that they're looking for have a creature eat it like a rat or something and it's just running around and yeah they know where it is but it keeps moving yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's mean i mean occasionally that's a fun troll i would yeah. be careful with that uh yeah. alternatively you can have them detect thoughts in a context that's not helpful to them in terms of immediately acting on it like you may mm-hmm. let's say you actually figure out at a certain key moment that this person is the betrayer of the king and he is in league with the beholder okay prove it that's a hell of yeah. an accusation for you to make Exactly. You can't just you know? roll in and go, I know this because... No, no. Yeah, because no. they're the law, no. and this guy is trusted. You can't betray someone who doesn't trust you. Yeah. And so, you say, well, I'm a divining wizard. It's my divination ability. Well, that may very well be true, but you're also an ambitious young wizard, hence you're an adventurer, and you're trying to take me down, and who knows who paid you to take me off. I've got mm-hmm. enemies with my... Like, you can't... you got to spin it. You can't let them just yeah. necessarily bowl you over. Like, great, mm-hmm. you know that I'm the bad guy. Fuck you. So what? Dance to my tune anyway. And that can be terrifying. That would be a great ability to terrify your players because then the gloves could come off. Then it's lots of uh, of, of stares and maneuvers and, and snide remarks 
and the untouchable villain who just gets to taunt the player. It's like, yeah, you know I'm the bad guy, and you can't, and and that and that has earned you nothing. Mm-hmm. Ooh, good, <laughs> good. So there's so that that's one. That's that's what kind of yeah. made me think about this episode today was the mm-hmm. old divination okay. wizard. Okay. What's the next one? All right, the next one is the peace domain for clerics. Okay, uh, ban it. This ban. It. Don't don't play this. This is bad. Don't. I've, I've tried. <laughs> This is this is my cop out. We're gonna skip that one. There no, are, no, there no. Are, what the peace <laughs> domain cleric? Uh, it's actually like one of the most broken builds in the entire game. For for a standard build, like not doing horse shit, mm-hmm. uh, you get to basically let people teleport. All like if someone's gonna take damage, they can teleport to them, and it lets you break all kinds of things in the game. RPG Bot has a great article on it. Uh, oh, you're grappled. Uh, actually, I just teleport to my buddy, so now I'm not grappled. So you get to constantly be teleporting to each other, which is an absurd amount of battlefield manipulation. Mm-hmm. And you get to uh, share HP. Like, like, you get to bring people in to take hits. So, like, if I'm about to get hit, you get to, like, pop in and take the hit. This means our HP is now shared. Okay? Instead mm-hmm. of, like, focus firing one person, it's all of our HP together, which is busted. It actually goes back to EverQuest. That was, there, was a thing, there was a thing called the heal wheel where, like, a person would start their heal or, like, a person, like, the most overpowered thing was somebody who could it was, it was a spell that would average the health across the raid because collectively you're never going to kill all of us. There's just too much HP there. You need to focus fire and knock someone down. Well, this like negates that. And there's also the fact they get like a plus four to all their roles or something like, the, like to, to the party. They get to be like everyone who's in the bond can teleport all the fucking round. They get to constantly have plus fours to all their roles. And this stacks with inspiration and bless. So they're hitting. All the time. They're making saving throws they should not make. They're constantly sharing health. They're constantly teleporting between each people. There, there's just no way to balance it without nerfing it. Like, you have to actually go in there and, and rip the class up. It is broken. Don't don't let someone play Peace so Domain who's smart. If somebody plays it, you're saying just ban that at your table. If yeah, that was bad. Says, no, I really want to do it. You're saying, no, ban it. There's no way to combat this. It's just a shitty idea. Yeah, it's 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 an extremely powerful domain if you play it without even thinking about breaking the game. Like you, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's already powerful for like everything you would think you would do. And then there's the stuff like, oh, I can just break grapples with teleport because mm-hmm. they're not there. Like that that makes it even dumber. Like if if you play this class as dumbly as possible, you are like top tier. <laughs> you start getting cute at all, you break the game in half with raw power. That one's bad, okay? Uh that one's don't don't do that one. It's so called mystic nothing, adepts. There's nothing a uh, a GM can do to to not like nerf it, but to at least like be able to challenge it. No. It, it is There's all nothing. around. It has it 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 boosts all group defenses. It boosts all group offense. It lets you share HP and lets you teleport around the battlefield. It's just bonkers. It's just all it's right. just it's just bonkers. Well, I, I, I looked at this. it. I researched it. I really tried, and I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. And like, I also read what it would take to nerf it. And there's a list again. RPG but has a has a good rundown on it. It's 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 like you really have to go in there and, and like knock the shit of it <laughs> to, to, to calm it down. So the point of I that know what was, I'm playing next. yeah. <laughs> the, the, the the point of that was, hey, not everything is fixable. Okay, I, I try to avoid the holy mm-hmm. shit nerfy nurse, but some man, you just so, sometimes wizards just throw some shit in there that shouldn't have been there. Uh, All right. <laughs> whoops. 
But I will go to a different cleric one. Right? That, that is Twilight clerics. Mm-hmm. All right, so we have the peace domain. These are the Twilights. Okay, these are the, the clerics of the evening light. They get crazy dark vision. It's like 100-some-odd feet, and if they already have dark vision, it's 300 feet. That's insane. It's like, that's like that whole military adage, we own the night, where like we had all the night vision goggles in Desert Storm, and it was just a turkey shoot. Like You, you have that. Okay, that's powerful. Uh, they also get like a radius around them where they like beam down twilight, and everyone gets like a D6 plus your level of temporary hit points every single round if they end their turn there. So this is this is pushed a lot of GMs, right? They have a couple other things that are good, but the fact that they just keep this little bubble around them, that if you end your turn there, you get like, you know, five, six, seven, eight extra HP every round. It's just happening. Like you're not expending a spell slot. It's a channel divinity. So you're just pumping this constant little shield out, right? It's just going to be taking a lot of the oomph out of all kinds of monsters. And it frustrates GMs. Because it's such a powerful defensive ability. Hmm. Okay, so what do you do? Well, they want well, the obvious ways that you can be like the shitty way is to use space, divide the party up, you know, anti magic bullshit. Honestly, there's an easy way to engage this. This person wants to heal. They want to protect their party in a nice bubble. Okay, and keep pumping it out for the group. Throw fireballs at them. <laughs> it's very simple. Is it? You may think this is a negate. It's not. So the party is incentivized to group up. Mm-hmm. Great. Fireball. Let them. <laughs> let them. Let, let, let they have crazy AOE close proximity healing. Great. Let them have something to heal. Make them push them on the AOE front specifically damage and not crowd control. Pop them with bombs. Light them up in group. Let that person be the hero. It's like, wow, if we didn't have this person just holding up their little like moon staff and mm-hmm. pumping out the temporary moon glitter HP, we would be screwed. Thank you, Mr. Cleric. And then the mm-hmm. cleric gets to be who they want to be, which is the heart of the party that keeps everyone alive. Everyone's mm-hmm. happy. Just do that. It's simple. Mm-hmm. Don't like snipe the cleric. You don't have to be like, oh well, I'll just like pop them with a sniper rifle, or I'll I'll make the uh, the the room with a weird geography that prevents them from being near each other, or bitch about it on the internet, or tell them not to play. It's it's just, let them let them do that. They want to heal HP. You have the levers, OGM. Mm-hmm. Crank them up. Let this let the, put them through his paces. Let it matter. You know. Okay. Turn the heat up till they sweat. <laughs> Why can't you use the AOEs on the um? The peace cleric, because they have the saving throws. Because they have a oh, anyone it, it, they have they have this like peace one. bond thing where everyone's mm-hmm. like linked, and so um, yeah, the saving throw will hit everyone. Which again, unless you share that health, or or that's just a normal part of it, right? It's it's mm-hmm. group damage, but now everyone's got like plus D four plus a blessed D four to their saving throw, so no one's taking the failed saving throw damage, mm-hmm. which is bonkers. They're still taking the damage, and they still get to do their thing. Well, they're taking half damage. But they're, I mean, they're, they're still taking damage, and they still get to do their thing. It's the best thing you can do, but at that point, it's it's so tilted toward them, it becomes a Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. It becomes a Peace Domain Cleric and all the other people. Like, it's yeah. it's so bonkers that you have to 
they're going to notice it more, I guess is what I'm saying. With with the Twilight Cleric, I feel like you can crank the lever a little more, and it's not obvious that you're doing so specifically because of this character. You mm-hmm. just think it's a harsh world, and think we got, thank God we got old Bill the Twilight Cleric. Mm-hmm. With the Peace Cleric, because they're buffing everyone's saving throws, and saving throws are, are either you pass or you don't, that's such a big deal. They're they're immediately like negating like a ton of the damage. It's not like oh you're getting like five or six around. It's oh you didn't take twenty damage because you passed the saving throw and you passed it because I'm giving you two d four between my bless and my peace bond thing. That that's more noticeable, you know. And uh, oh yeah. yeah, you can teleport to me, you know, as it's happening or some bullshit. Like it's just a it's just not good. It's just mm-hmm. you know, it's bad. Mm-hmm. All right, it's, all it's right. kind of like Mystic Adepts from Shadowrun. So, uh, yeah. I looked them up because I didn't want to have all D and D examples. So I looked at mm-hmm. Mystic Adepts, the old debate. You know, Cat, uh, friend of the pod, mm-hmm. uh, I used to run. I, I remember on every on every run he posted on Runner Hub, it was Mystic Adepts need not apply or like no miss ads, no no mice ads. That's what it was. No mice ads because they are they are indeed broken. Like they they have all of the positives except astral projection of magicians. They can cast spells. They have all the edit powers. They like it's there's no cost they're just like two they're like they're two things combined they're adepts and they're magicians minus one ability and they get everything else which is just busted and they go into uh shadow run runs and they 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 do everything they're casting spells they're punching like a fucking hulk and they're flipping through the air and then they're casting invisibility and you're just like wow this person's doing like every goddamn thing you know like this is too much so it's kind of like that. It's kind of like it's just something that was not well thought out. Well, I I don't know. I I feel if it's in the book and it's legal, I I feel like having a GM say, "Yeah, I don't play with those." You know, yeah, I don't like those at my table because to me it says you're not up for the challenge. I mean, just because somebody wrote it doesn't mean it's good. I mean, I'm I'm all about <laughs> rules as written, but like again, there's there's like what thirty subclasses now, maybe f- mm-hmm. there's a lot, there's a lot of subclasses. Yeah. And and I specifically wrote down Peace Domain because it is the only one that I would agree with with someone and say that this this is this is banned. There's some powerful mm-hmm. ones. Divination Wizard is one that I think a lot of GMs wrongly wish to ban. Peace Domain is is not powerful in an interesting or cool way. It's just it's just too much. It's 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 not even it's not interesting or fun or or clever or creative, or, or even even subtle. It's just mm-hmm. raw power cranked, and somehow passed muster. Okay, what's the next one? Uh, the next one is uh, a bit of a two-parter. So we've got the uh, Sentinel Polar Master. This is a common build. Okay, not as problematic as your as your divination wizard, but common. Mm-hmm. So there's a feat called Sentinel. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is a very commonly a build with variant humans who get that free feat mm-hmm. at first level because you need these two feats to go together. So Sentinel, when a creature within five feet of you, oh that doesn't matter. Uh, blah 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 blah. So here here it is. When you hit a creature with an opportunity attack, their speed yeah. becomes zero for the rest of the turn. Okay. Now it also says creatures provoke opportunity attacks even if they take disengage, which is an action to avoid opportunity attacks. Mm-hmm. And when a creature within five feet of you makes an attack against somebody other than you, and the target doesn't have this feat, which is a weird caveat, you can use your reaction to make a melee weapon attack against the attacking creature. So it's all about opportunity attacks, right? Mm-hmm. Cool, you hit someone. So most time in D&D, you provoke an opportunity attack if you just move in a normal way uh, out of their striking range. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. And normally you get a free shot. Well, this is not only do you get the free shot, if you hit them, they stop. They stop dead. No running around you. Okay. They you pop them and they stop. Great. Now you pair this with Polearm Master. Another feat. Polearm Master says. While wielding this, uh, a glaive, halberd, pike, quarterstaff, or spear, other creatures provoke an opportunity attack from you when they enter the reach you have with that weapon. Okay? You can also hit them with, like, the butt end of your weapon, but that, that doesn't matter as much. It's cool. Mostly it's they provoke the opportunity attack when they enter, not when they leave, or not just when they leave. This means if a person with a sword comes within 10 feet of you, you get to make an immediate attack and if you hit them, they go to zero. They don't even make it to you. You stop them. You can then back up one foot or one one five foot square and reset this trap. They go forward to attack. Up, you've entered my space again. And they can't get to you. Do you see the, the chain here? I do. So it allows you to be a master duelist. If you're one-on-one, if, as long as you hit them, and if you're a fighter, you probably will. They just can't get to you. You keep they keep you keep popping them and retreating, and they advance and get popped and are stopped in this never-ending loop. So it's a great uh, build to like plant in a doorway or tight hallway, and you just lock it down. Now there are some downsides. You only get that one reaction around, so you only get one opportunity attack. So if you just get swarmed, uh, it's not as great. But if there's some big baddie, you can really kite them around. Okay, you can make them. They approach and you're like, ah, pop, hop, pop. And you get to suck up their action economy by popping them and slowly retreating. And this has annoyed many a GM. So I think a GM, I think low-level NPCs, you know, the bad guys, the low-level bad guys, would fall for this tactic. And yeah, you can let that player chew through. But I think the higher-level big bad evil guys wouldn't fall for that tactic. And they couldn't use that on them. So what's wrong with just doing that? Not a thing. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> don't I don't, mean, it's don't not play like your it's guys a as dumb. Thing. It's a great thing. Just only the dumb evil guys would fall for this. But a, a more seasoned, higher level bad guy would go, yeah, I, I see what's going on. I'm not going to do that. Right. I'm not it's, going to advance. I'm not going. I'm going to use something far away, and uh, I'm going to do range things with that. Yeah, but then, then it's a feel bad. Then, then now you're nervous. Now that it's not no, useful no, no, at all. because they got to do their thing. They got to chew ah. through all the younger, all the uh, lower level ones. They got to do their thing. But it makes sense for the high level one to not fall for those tactics. They have a bit more of a mind. They have, they're a bit more of a strategist. They're not going to do that. I agree. I I, I think you know? that's great. That was one of the ways I would say to do with it is is the, not all bad guys are dumb. And so not all bad guys smart. are dumb. They might have a bow. They may chill out. They may send a flank. So yeah. have them be. This is a person who is a, who is playing a tactical build. It's mm-hmm. it's like the the divine the divination wizard is not tactical. It's powerful, but it's mm-hmm. not like uh you know small unit tactics. This is a person who wants to shut down an area. They want to stand in the gap, hold the line, and say no. They want to lock. They want to have a tactical influence on the battlefield kind of battle mastery kind of way would mm-hmm. not surprise me if they were battle master fighters frankly they want to have these little little tricks and toys and 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 maneuvers to lock down certain things and to negate certain attacks and opportunities it's a very defensive build when you think about it and that's cool let them do that let them 
beat this shit out of a bit. Let, let it be big on big. Send them uh-huh. this big guy and let them be the, 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 the character that locks them down. That's what they want to do. Let them uh-huh. lock it down. Let them hold the line. They only have so many reactions per round. Uh-huh. Yeah. You can shake them up with some flanks, some AOEs, have them throw like bottles of acid. But it's fine to let them lock it down and get all their free shots because at the end of the day, there's only so much damage being dealt here. And there's only so many tight hallways you should let them just absolutely dominate. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, and if they do set up some beautiful little, like, tactical standoff, just don't keep charging in. Just go, just back yeah. off. I mean, you know, you know if, if I see the two in front of me go in and it happens, do you think I'm going to run in and do it? No. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there is. I think that's a common thing with D&D, uh, with GMs. They, they don't think tactically, like... It's okay for your bad guys to retreat. It's okay for them to go, oh, wait, they've got this stuff. I don't like it. Let's move back. Let's retreat, regroup, and find a new way. I mean, it's okay. They're not just stupid, lumbering, go forth and die. They they should have thought and reason. Yes. I, I, I've i made that mistake. I played goblins like they were just fucking move forward and die. Yeah. And, and it was... And it was you, you can get away with it to a certain extent, but you shouldn't mm-hmm. have to. Goblins are stupid, but they're not suicidal. Well, they kind of are. Yeah. But they're not. They're not no. that suicidal. They're not stupid. Like you can have them back off and then like do something as a GM to indicate that they're prepping. You know, mm-hmm. like there's maybe a big ballista, and uh, they're like, like you hear the cranking of a wheel and the stretching of rope, and so they need to hurry up and get around that corner. Or when they do come around that corner, mm-hmm. there's going to be a bolt the size of a Honda firing <laughs> through the doorway. And popping all the players. So, you know, let, yeah. let them have their win. Let them be awesome as shit yeah. without it breaking your game or you petulantly trying to find – how do I negate it? Do yeah. I send swarms? Do I have someone pull up a giant tower shield and just say that it overrules their sentinel feet and they can just bull charge them and knock them out? No. Yeah. Let them yeah. lock a guy down and then throw in more shit. This is not is a it, bill that should scare you. Is it be the be the reed bending in the wind, not the oak? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I've gotta go with it. <laughs> go with it. Let right. them let them be badass. Like no, this is let not, them the, do like, it. that's the thing, you know. The 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 upshot compared to the Divination Wizard is this is a clearly defined and limited amount of stuff, right? At least you get one reaction per turn. It's it's annoying if they get to have everything their way. You don't have to negate it. You can just throw everything their way and then maybe a few flankers or somebody who uh, and just have them have the bad guys play up this aspect uh-huh. of I'm going to go through you and I'm going to kill all your friends. That's what, that's, that's what that guy wants to do is protect his friends. And so you're you're validating. You're saying if it the implied statement is if not for you they would be dead. I would squash all your little clothy friends into a little pink mist. But because of you and your annoying ass, I'm not. And that person's going to feel like the hero that they want to play. Yeah. Cool. Okay. All right. Next one. All right. Next one is wow, the so many bad builds. I know. They're evil. <laughs> uh, the Sorcedon. The Sorcedon and Sorcedon? the Coffee Lock. What? Yes, the multi-classing. First, uh, uh, don't multi-class, guys. It's bad. I think it's a bad <laughs> rule, and it shouldn't be in the game. Like you could just make the game better by just deleting the word multi-class. Like Control F, multi-class. Control R, blank space, and you fucking make the game better. Wow. They they invented it back whenever, and it's just bad. So multiclassing lets you just mix these classes, which are ba- which are clearly based around certain ideas. 
and you can't have cool customized ideas and multiclassing and it work and so they went with cool ideas and then multiclassing broken and so you have people who dip one level over here and two levels over here because like wizards get cool shit at second level but then like clerics get cool shit at first level and then like fighters get the cool shit at first level too they get like like action surge or some shit or whatever the fuck they get it the point is different classes get different iconic things at certain levels and within their class that's fine they would say oh well this this class feature is is not very good at third level but if they got it at second level it would be really good and over here second level is too powerful so but we don't want to delete the ability so we'll just say they get it at third level well then what if you get us if you get both you fuck the game up <laughs> so i hate multiclassing but if you're gonna let your players do it you need to be prepared for goofy bullshit and there's a lot of them out there i can't go over all of them there's just if you, if you google like broken D builds almost all of the worst offenders are two or three classes smushed together okay i'm also not going to worry about any builds that require over about 12 or 13 levels because at that point the game kind of breaks in and gets goofy. You're you're in goofy world at this point. Like the game's already pretty powerful. So stop me meandering. Sorcerer. Okay, that is a sorcerer and paladin multiclass. And it's bad. Well, I hate half of it. You hate half of it? <laughs> so paladins get to turn spell slots into pure smite energy, right? Mm -hmm. And once they get that ability. That's it. That's the ability. This is balanced around the fact Palins do not have a lot of spell slots. But sorcerers do. Mm. So you dip in the paladin to get smite, and then you're like, fuck that shit, I'm off to the sorcerer. Where I get tons and tons and tons of spell slots. And who cares I don't know many spells like a wizard does? I get to turn those spell slots into pure smite energy. As soon as I learned that magic little trick that turns spell slot into fuck you damage, all I need now are the slots to power it with. I need, I need, the, I have the engine. I just need the gasoline. The sorcerer class gives you the gasoline, and the pound and spine ability gives you the ability to turn them into straight damage, like nothing else does, because you only choose it when you know you've hit, or pretty much when you know you've hit. Yeah, yeah, you have to hit. You hit, and you go, okay, I've hit. I declare a smite. And I and I crank up the spell level, and I spam it until the end of time, and you do tons of damage. Well, I yeah. don't like that part. I think it should be you have to declare if you're using smite energy, and then roll. Like, hey, you missed. The energy bounces off the wall. Ooh, so nerf paladins. So there's the. I don't want to nerf, but I'm surprised it's you can wait until after you know you hit. Most games, it's you have to make the declaration. Yeah, they don't. They, 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 are an electric, they are an electric conduit of God. And as soon as that maze touches, it the jolt happens, buddy. It's just, do you have the juice to send through the lines? Mm -hmm. So, so and sorcerers have the juice. So, mm -hmm. uh, what do we do? So we have this person who has found a way to to really crank up the, the, the throughput of their smite ability. Okay? And, by the way, both classes are dependent on charisma sorcerers love charisma paladins love charisma so you're not as stretched thin as you would think between caster and martial class mm -hmm. they want to do a shit ton of single target damage now they'll do other stuff too there's only so much upfront casting you can do 
because as, as uh, if you're going to be the paladin and like sling the occasional spell, a lot of the better ones require concentration. So do a lot of the better paladin spells, frankly. And if you're up there getting your shit kicked in, that may be tough for you to maintain. So one, make sure you're doing your concentration checks. We're not trying to nerf our, our sorcerer, but we do want to keep them honest. And a, a weakness, in my opinion, uh, are the uh, the concentration checks for when they get hit. So be aware of that if they're like casting flaming sphere or some shit. Two, they want to do single target damage. They want to hit people and light them up with the smite ability. So do big on big, as we say in football, right? You get a big you get a big offensive lineman with a big defensive lineman, right? Simple. Let them fight big motherfuckers. Let them light them up. Let them hit. And pour the energy and narrate the shit out of it. They want to swing baseball bats and hit dingers. You know, they want to hit grand slams off these assholes' chins. Let them give them the give them the big bads. Slow, heavy, low AC, uh, or, or sometimes give them the high AC. Who cares? But let them let them have somebody who's a another big, heavy brute to swing on. That's gonna be great. Don't kite them. Don't negate them. Don't fuck them up. Don't put them to sleep all the time. Give them somebody to give them a punching bag who likes to punch back. I think that's cool. Okay, that works. Cool. So that that's that's that. Give them somebody to swing at. Everybody uh, wants to negate this because they think I think I think it fundamentally comes from a well, that's bullshit, and it is. It is bullshit. Again, multiclassing is bad, but it's a feel bad. It's like oh, you just did, you just went over here and got this and got this, and now because you've combined. You know, you you combine a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and now you have C4, and I don't like it. I feel like that's unfair. Well, either don't allow it, or give them some money to wail on. I think that's the the best answer. I've, it's it's a simple, straightforward answer. Don't let that kind of pissiness that I that I at least I feel lead you down the road of trying to fuck them over. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's that. Then we have the coffee lock, which is a similar idea. Have you heard of the coffee lock? Mm-mm. All right. So, and and for whatever reason, this was explicitly supported by like Bill or with it with with uh, I think it's called invocations. War, warlocks get invocations. It's, like, it's not a spell. It's like a weird passive feat thing they get. Mm-hmm. They get one called like of the moon, and they do not have to sleep and cannot be put to sleep. So one, we have a creature, uh, we have a player who does not have to sleep. Okay. Now, if they want the benefits of a long rest. Then they then they could take like light duty, but that's not what we're here for. Okay, the point is they don't have to rest ever, mm-hmm. so they don't get exhaustion from not resting, which is a thing in some variant rules. Now they go warlock and they multi-class into sorcerer. Who'd have thought? What do sorcerers have? A shit ton of spell slots. What balances warlocks? A lack of spell slots. So what you do is is you and sorcerers can also take their spell slots. And convert them to sorcery points and convert sort which is like buster spells, and convert those points back to spell slots. So what you can do is take your spells that you have as a warlock, and warlocks don't get many spell slots, but they get them back on a short rest. Okay? So what you do is you take your spell slots and you burn them into sorcery points. And then you take a short rest, not a long rest. The long rest resets the sorcerer side. Hmm. So you just take a short rest, and then what do you do? You get your warlock spell, spell slots back. So you convert them into sorcery points. 
So now you have infinite spells of like fourth or fifth level or lower. Like sorcery points can't make spell slots above a certain level. Mm-hmm. But below that, you can. You you break the class because you just sit there and every 30 minutes you get to like just create spell slots out of nothingness. And have all the spell slots of like I think fourth, maybe fifth level or lower forever. You just keep taking half hour breaks and you never sleep. Okay. And that's bullshit. Now <laughs> uh one, don't 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 let your player do and I wish I, I wish I could ban it or, or wish I could say it was bullshit that it was a rule manipulation. Like you can't never sleep, but they gave this class a weird thing that says you literally do not have to sleep. So what is this player trying to do? Now this is tricky. I don't want to just say ban it. I I am on the fence on this one. You either ban it or you have a conversation with that player where you're either gonna play that you're you're gonna kinda like play these things a little bit more separately, or there's a limit to the number of like like you can only do this trick once, right? Like you can convert your warlock spell slots into sorcery points and then red you can you do it once. You know, you get you get to cheat the system once. You don't get to sit there and go, half hour break, half hour break, half hour break, half hour break. I have you know fifteen level three spell slots. Mm-hmm. So how would you? What are some of your thoughts? If you have it, I know I'm gonna ambush you because I've had I've had no. time to think on this. Uh, oh my god, the cat's just attacked me. Um, no, I don't have. I mean, you explained it all. It makes sense. I've not played that build, so I don't really know much about it. I I avoid most of those kinds. Yeah, I, I'm of two minds, and uh, I know we're supposed to have all the answers. Sometimes we don't. No, we don't. I we're I don't have all the answers. I, I, I think it's just an indicator that really multiclassing is bad and you really shouldn't do it. I, I really am against it for this reason, because there's no fundamental reason why spell slots don't interact. But it seems icky that they do, that I have sorcerer, like I have warlock spell slots and sorcerer spell slots, and then they get to like mix together. It makes sense in a narrative organic sense, but it seems wrong. <laughs> That's how I feel. Yeah. I feel like you should have to have your sorcerer slots and your warlock slots, and they kind of not mix. And if you want some narrative reason why, it's because the sources of magic are different. You know, you're a sorcerer gets their power through some inherent aspect of themselves, and you get X amount of power. And you also get Y amount of power from whatever uh, pact that you have going on. And you don't get more of the other. In in my opinion, I mean, you you can run. I feel like it's justifiable narratively either way, but mm-hmm. consider just not letting them do that, and they may not. But I I if they want to cast a bunch of spells, you may let them. But it it's so abusable. I just don't know what to do on that one either. Again, there's lots of goofy multi-classing builds that let you run around the chart in a very efficient way and pick up iconic class abilities that are class defining. And and break the game in half. Another like like fighter's another one. People go into fighter for action surge because apparently it's really good just being able to take an extra fucking turn. Mm-hmm. Which is what action surge is. It's at second level, so people dip into fighter for two levels, and now for the rest of the game, you get to go again on your turn. Let's see what it is. Action surge. You get uh, you take yeah you take an additional action, so like fighters have the attack action and they and they do their attacks and you get to like go again, 
it, it's nice to be able to do that. It's nice to be able to like cast a spell and then you know do another thing on your turn, and now you get that. So yeah, that's not uh, be be wary of that, guys. Yeah. The more someone's dipping in something, that's 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 what we call the old red flag. <laughs> the old red flag. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, let's see. Oh, okay. What you got? No, I was going to see what else you had. Monks. monks. Monks are great. Some people bitch about monks. They do. I had a monk in a game, and I loved him. I thought he was great. They are great. They always forget he had key. This is... <laughs> he, he did, he did, did he? Did he? <laughs> he always forgot he had it, and he was like, oh, shit, I could have used that. And I'm like, that's funny. <laughs> I'm, like, oh, I'm not going to remind you. <laughs> oh man, some some this isn't prevalent. I don't think we should spend a ton of time here, but mm. but monks annoy GMs because they are some. You know, we GMs like to be in control. We like to have our big cackling bad guy, and he's gonna have his uh, his troops in front of him, his ally. He's gonna be slinging spells, and this monk zips across the whole goddamn battlefield and just zip 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 pop poom pow hey, and then starts beating the shit out of our caster. That's their job. Monks are not good in a straight up fight. They're just not. They, they, they hey, I'm here. They're, they're not like a rogue replacement. They're, they're, they're not a thing. They are the great harassers of the battlefield. And you need. I had a monk player, and I loved him so much. And once I figured out and got over him beating my wizards up in the face, I realized what he wanted to do, what he was built to do. He is built to to have absurd mobility. Raw speed, raw access, can jump, climb, and and swing anywhere, and can get to your back line, and he can hit them multiple times in a round, each one requiring a concentration check for a, a concentrated spell. Let them do that. Give them things to hang from. Give them chandeliers. Give them ledges and pits and little little like individual poles standing up across like lava and shit. Let them hop jump skip across and and attack your backline archers and spellcasters let them get back there and fuck shit up they're great at it they're so great on expansive maps i uh, i happened to have a big map one time and man that rogue was like there was a statue on the map he's like hey can i jump on this statue and i'm like sure yeah and then he used that to get onto another statue and then onto a balcony and he started beating the shit out of my wizard it was great so give you me a big monk, expansive said rogue Oh, rogue. Sorry, monk. Okay. Ah. <laughs> I want to make sure we all know we're still talking monk. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, we, uh, he got up there and started beating the hell. Yeah, that's the thing. They're, they're, most classes uh, have like crazy range because I think they want the game to be playable in a narrative, non-board space sense, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's like a spell just going to have big range. But a big, expansive map can really let your monk have some fun. It lets them stretch their legs. And if you ever feel like a monk is a little underpowered, and not getting that spotlight time. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, that that's the situation where you let them shine. You let them bolt across the map and start fucking things up with their ability to access things no one else can. There may be a switch no one else can access because there's just too many bad guys. And there's too many um, obstacles that are a part of the environment. Or whatever else, and the monk can get there. And if they are getting there, and they are fucking up your back line, they know what they're supposed to do, and they're having fun. Embrace it. Don't come up with a big wall, uh, like a glass thing. That they, ah, you can't get to me. Let them get back there. Let them Just do make it. your guy. Yeah, plan on it. He's going to get back there. He's going to punch your guy. 
and let that be um, a thing that you at least most or some of the time allow to be a thing. Now that guy can get smart over time or people can learn, but that they are the harasser. They are not going to do the damage. They don't have all the utility. They really are there to be anywhere they need to be. And that's mm-hmm. a really cool thing I uh, I think should be in the game, is in the game. It adds to it, and it can throw off the control-minded GM a little bit that, well, they're going to come in here, and then they fight the bad guys, and then they're going to go boom, and they're going to be here, and then they're going to fight, and they're going to slog their way across the bridge. And then the, the monk doesn't have to follow that, and you've just got to roll with it. I stopped a long time ago trying to predict what players will do. Yep. <laughs> I never said, well, they'll do this and then we'll go here. I'm like, uh-uh. I have some things like, well, I hope I can do this and this and this, and I'm going to have to improv whatever else happens. I keep um, trying, but it doesn't work. <laughs> I'm not there difficult. yet. You cannot <laughs> control. You do not know. I've had so many players that love taking a left turn. It's like, okay, fine. You know, because I don't want to be accused of putting anybody on a rail. So, okay, fine. And they do some crazy things. Um, but I had a monk in a D&D game. And um, I learned a lesson in that game as well. Because I've been conditioned from movies, just like everybody else, that the big, bad, evil guy gets to big, bad monologue. And you don't start fighting until after the monologue. These This group. No. Right in the middle of the monologue, just, I'm going to attack. What? Oh, no. Fuck that. Yeah. I want and my I monologue. Say, no, I don't have to have my monologue. And and if you were if you were going at, would you stand there and let him say this? Or would you not just right there kill him if that was your goal? If you had to capture him or get something from him or info, I understand. But you're not going to let that monologue. I so now it's like I'll do a mo- I'll start the monologue, but if they choose to go at it, like sure. And as a GM, I don't get upset if they do that because it makes sense. We we uh we're gonna get we're gonna get so fucking distracted because I hate that. I feel like as a GM, that's my little time to have fun. That's my time to shine. That's my time to kind of chew the scenery. You run like, the whole you get world. To- Yes, you get to be cool. You get to be cool and badass and powerful. Let me cackle and monologue for sixty. Goddamn! So let me breathe a little wow. life into this character. Let me talk about their motivations a little. We're gonna bit. kill it. It doesn't matter what he well, says. It's a. Re- it's in movies for a reason. Like James Bond would be so much less interesting if it was exposition like exposition jump. You- is what it is. No, it's not about exposition because the exposition moves the plot forward. This is just the motivations. This is character development. Uh-huh. And Three I. I's going to die. Yes. James, okay. James Bond movies would be a lot more boring if it was just like, do you know why I did, pal? Yeah. <laughs> like, we don't know why the fuck. But they would make more sense. Had a big satellite. In just the real did. world. This is DD. Would you sit. <laughs> I understand, but I'm just saying to me, it makes logical sense. Why would I sit and wait? In the real world, I would not have a dungeon that was set up into multiple rooms that didn't seem to talk to each other. Mm. I would just have all my bad guys in one big fucking room and <laughs> make you fight 40 of these goddamn things at once. And we would all beat the shit out of you. But that's not fun, that's so I don't. That's not how we do that, no. Thank you. Let, um, let your GM model. Goddamn fucking rude. Let your GM Oh, but the monk thing. Hey, throw another monk. Do an end of the dragon con, you know, fight at the end that he has to defeat the, you know, the other guy, the other monk, the evil monk. Why not? 
Let him do monk things with another monk. I like the doppelganger thing. I've done it in my most recent gang. I had everybody or game uh, my Tomb of Annihilation game. There was a um, a thing that I I just changed one of the um, like MacGuffin rooms that you have to go into. I made it into a doppelganger fight, and it was great. But I kind of shy away from that being a constant thing because then you're kind of negating. You're saying, I'm negating you with mine. It's kind of like, oh, well, the sorcerer is powerful, so let's throw in a counterspeller. You know, there's better ways to do it than just to come over the top because I'm the GM. Of course, my monk's going to be badass. I have all the badasses I want. I I just crank these levers up. So I like hitting them. To me, I like trying to fight them with numbers of inefficient answers. So like not a, a way to not stop the monk is with an archer. It's not efficient. They're not good at stopping monks. Monks can deflect arrows. They have good AC anyway, or can. They have decent dodge. Arrows are not usually super high in damage, which is what, you know, monks don't have the most HP, so high damage is a vulnerability, so if it's just hitting them. So what you do is, you have a bunch of archers, and that way a lot of those shots will be misses. You want this thing where it's like the eight archers come, as you bolt toward the wizard, his archers come out from behind the pillars. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and it'll be like, oh, shit. I've been ambushed. It was a trap. Or I overplayed my hand and am unlucky. And they're actually going to dodge most of those shots or deflect some of those shots. So you go from a situation of, oh my god, he's fucked. Our poor monk is about to get rolled. And then he comes out fucking shinier than he went in. Catching arrows, dodging shots, and then getting to the wizard whose plan now sits in shambles at his feet. He is going to feel epic as shit. So use, to me, I think the best way to, to deal with uh, with anyone who's vexing you uh, especially in a mechanical way, is an inefficient response in mass. Let them sit there and take. Like I, I love slinging hordes of baddies at my like berserking barbarian. I love it because they all come up, and out of like twelve little guys trying to slash him, half miss, and the other half are just doing ineffectual damage. So it looks like he just gets absolutely swamped, and the end result is he's not that hurt, and then he starts to come back and just start laying him out with that axe. That's an epic feeling. That's when they're at their strike. What are you strongest against? Mass hordes? Send send the mass horde then. Let's just run them over with the most inefficient way ever. It makes them feel epic to me. Mhm. Mhm. No, I I think that's what it is. Like I don't I don't I, I don't know. To me it's I think if, if you have a reasonable player, they're happy if you give them their moments to shine and do their thing. But they also have to be okay with maybe not being able to do their thing because somebody else is going to do their thing. And it's sharing the spotlight and knowing when to pull back. But if your players are all all want to be the main character, which nobody's the main character, but if they all want to be the main character, that's when you're going to end up with some issues. I think I would have a tough time. Super agree. That's Which brings me to the Eloquence Bard. They are good at everything. They're good at all the things. Uh, People who make like the super skill, they need to be aware as a player that they don't need to suck up all the spotlight. Mm -hmm. Like they may be able to track better than the ranger, but like that's what the ranger's good at. So let the ranger fucking track. You may want to look out for skill junkies. They can happen in rogues, they can happen in, in bards. These are the most common places you're going to see someone 
who sucks up a lot of the non-mechanical, non-combat oxygen, right? They kind of throw around a little bit to everybody. Some get more than others. Uh, like thief rogues are going to be really good at the sneaky, like get the intelligence kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Compared to like your assassin rogue, your assassin rogue doesn't really have a whole lot of that kind of stuff. The champion fighter has a few things here and there, but not a lot. Mm-hmm. So what do you do if you have a bard who is sucking up all the air? They're doing all the negotiating. What you want to do is is find out whose toes they're going to step on and then carve out a section that really can only apply to them. So mm-hmm. if your paladin, you know, if they've really built this paladin to be the face of the party, like they specifically went out of their way and, and have this like honorable knight, the hero who people love, adore, trust, and respect, then the bard may be able to beat them on all these dice and with and buttressed by their own spells. Because <laughs> like, like like they have a way to like get like plus 27 to like at level three, four, five, somewhere in there, they can have a 27 minimum to persuasion. Like mm-hmm. it's nuts. So, what you want to do is is have things that are narratively mostly or only interactable with the class that really needs that little protective gate, right? So the eloquence bar may have all the roles, but this is a sergeant in the army, and they don't give a fuck what that smooth talking dragonborn has to say about a single goddamn thing. <laughs> They're just not receptive. It's not the same DC. So, so it's like, well, how do I? That's not fair. It's, it's why, why should the bard have a higher difficulty class to roll versus the paladin? Because he respects the paladin. He doesn't respect you. And that's just how it is. This guy's a holy knight of the god I worship. His, his power comes from that god. I'm going to trust that person. You're a bard who's been fucking all of the waitresses. I'm not. I don't care what you think about. What, what is two plus two? I don't. You're wrong. I don't care. Like <laughs> I think it's five now. Fuck you. Like that's 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 fine. That's fine. If it's nature tracking, just give fucking like certain advantages or certain things that they would see that the, that's within their domain as a druid or that's within their wheelhouse or favorite enemy as a hunter. Like get like carve it out. Like you need to think beforehand. Where is this bard going to be sucking? Like where is a thing that they're going to be better at than the person who is really kind of only good at this thing and then carve out narrative reasons why they're the ones who have to interface with that role. And I think that's fine to me. It's a little railroady. It's a little um, training wheels, but otherwise you can have a situation where the skill junkie is doing all of the out of combat stuff. They are the deceiver. They are the persuader. They are the the disguised person they are they negotiate track do medicine make a nature roll and and then and you know and cook a perfect baguette or <laughs> bake a perfect baguette <laughs> for dinner that night so that's that's the thing that I've seen happen where a person's like secondary skill is actually better than the primary skill of someone else so that's how to deal with that boop boop, boop. Uh, yeah, just just be aware of, of what everyone's skills are. I actually write down, like, the first thing I do, like, session zero, is I write down what everyone's, like, skills are above a certain number. Mm-hmm. Like, what's everyone, like, if you have a plus four or plus five, I write it down on a little sheet, and I'm like, and, and actually what I would do is, is I would, like, draw a match around every one of these things, right? Like, who has perception that's really high? Okay, you, you, and you. And who has medicine that's really high? You, you, and you. And if you do this, you'll identify the things that are really crowded, 
and you'll identify and you can give those like to be group roles. Say everybody rolls and you want more successes than not. Mm-hmm. Right. That lets that second person kind of come in there and contribute. Mm-hmm. And then you find things that are the one off special. Feed that character those. You want to feed them that a lot. If someone has a real high medicine score, medicine is garbage in D and D. But you can you can shoehorn that motherfucker in there. <laughs> you know, nature rolls, medicine rolls. Let them you know feed that to those players. Find out where their high skills are, because players love and my this is a, I mean to me with my limited GM experience, they love it when they get to use a skill and it like cracks open something. It's like they stole something from the game. They got a little extra boon, a little extra credit. It almost always is kind of role play. You know, you walk around here and you inspect the leaf and it reminds you of home and you see that this is actually not native to this land. Meaning this carriage came from the West. Like that's, they're like, oh my God, we fuck, we're like seeing the matrix, you guys, fucking skill rolls. You know, it's great. It's so, you, you want to make room for everyone like to have that. Player. You like oh, God. as well, don't you? You're I love it You're not thinking so sides. much as a GM. You assume everybody loves that, but you as a player love it. I think right? both. I do. When yeah. my players, when I when I get to like the, the thing I want the most is is to tell them, do not go into this fucking door. Uh, over here is the secret door. And then when they find the secret door, ah, mm-hmm. uh, so happy for them. <laughs> is I didn't have to shoehorn it or like hammer it in there. They 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 did a thing. They thought a cool idea. They hit the roll, and their character gets the big reward. To me, that is awesome. I see their faces light up. But yes, for me as a player, I nothing more than like I would like to, you know, analyze, look at, examine, or perform a task, and then someone's like, make this roll, and I nail it, and it like cracks open the game. I get a little like free candy reward, you know, like it, it like you like, you like jiggle the handle and you get a free candy. <laughs> but you don't like it because I've had you as a player. You don't like it when you fail on the roll. That's your thing. Yeah, because I I have well, the idea. Nice. <laughs> I mean, yeah it's okay to not like something yeah no it is it is but i mean i don't know i i'm just i i have a hard time dealing with that reaction because i'm like i can't like fudge it for you that's okay i'm i'm just salty like i'm i yeah, I, you I, are. I win you lose do get salty yeah yeah i played magic i lost five games in a row before i came here and you know what i want to do when i leave <laughs> play more fucking magic and i'm gonna take it all out of some poor bastard who lets me kind of spill all of his shit <laughs> It'll be great. <laughs> uh, all right. So what I want to do, and we'll see if we can find a sucker. I mean, a, a GM. Oh. I would like me, you, and some other people to play these bad builds. Oh God! <laughs> a whole table of bad builds. Just, just, just no the, the fuckery. No multi-class. Just no multi-class. Just the other ones. Jesus. And. Let's let's get a DM that that really wants to rise to the challenge. <laughs> I think it'd be fun. Good, oh yeah, it would be fun for a certain amount of people. If we had well, a, if we had, if we had four players and a GM, mm-hmm. that means four out of five players average a great fucking time. <laughs> no, I don't know. If you want us to, yeah, if you want to listen to this, wants to step up and do uh and do a one shot. As we do a bunch of stupid shit. I wouldn't uh, do stupid shit, but dibs on divination wizard. Not if you can't say it. I refuse Shut to up. play divination. <laughs> I'll learn it by the time the game comes up. I'm playing the DW. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a dib dibadon 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 wizard. Doug Dale dibadon divination. Dibs on the DW. There we go. <laughs> 
There's I'm the no big w, D wizard. But, all right. That's me. Big D. <laughs> big yeah. D wizard. Yeah. <laughs> Got that big divination energy rocking through the podcast, y'all. Divination energy. There you go. You got it. There you go. Divination energy. Why do you gotta yeah. say it like fucking? Weird? Yeah. All right, but that's I call dibs. That's what I want to play. <laughs> sure. Because I don't want to put it in your hands. <laughs> no. I'll take yeah. it. <laughs> you play blue and magic, so I definitely don't want to put it in your hands. It's it's very much a a well actually built like in the in the goblin creature well actually adjust adjust glasses actually. it didn't ha- I don't think it did happen that way I think he rolled a four <laughs> sad yeah so if we could find a GM it's me you and maybe we can get Leal or Vecna or Bams or Zakara or Oz or Psychotron. To play and maybe we can get uh fuzz fuzz is looking to be a gm uh there you go fuzz yeah we, we can f- see if he'll do it that is most of my builds i can continue waxing poetic if anyone has one i would love to discuss yes. it further if someone has a build how they answer to build their ideas regarding one would love to hear it give us a give us a drop in the out of character uh, chat. So like, okay. hey, there's a certain well, bill that was annoying as shit. They'd have to be a part of the out of character to get to the out of character chats. So they have to pay on the Patreon a certain level, but if you, they don't, they can go in latest episode channel and they can drop them there. Send us a telegram via no, Western I Union. No, I just said it. It's in the server <laughs> in the latest server. episode. But I would love to hear what to horrible OP builds people have built. And yes. how they wrecked the game. Did they wreck the game? Did they feel bad about wrecking the game? Did the GM nerf them or did the GM roll with it? How did they roll with it? I would love to hear the stories. I would love I, yeah, I definitely want to hear stories about here's yeah. why the GM nerfed me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I read one, a person uh, posted on Reddit and he was like, I'm an elf and my GM keeps making me go to sleep with spells and potions. <laughs> Oh man, that's that's up there. That's up there with like I have a pet peeve over GMs who attack Paladin's oath, where yeah. it's like you have an oath now I must break it. Like, yeah. like it's so cliche. it's that's the GM version of I'm a rogue and I steal. I'm yeah. gonna break your oath now. You have to save the one person or the five people. Either one, you lose your oath because you, it was evil. Like that that happened to me one time where it was like you're evil now. So I'm like, I don't think that was evil. And it was like, you murdered someone. I'm like, and they're a criminal, and the law is fucking harsh. Lawful good does not mean lawful kind. Uh, he had to go. Well, you're, well, you lose your paladin powers. And I'm like, I guess, like, like I, I just, yeah, that, that, ugh, such a bad taste. It is. It is. It is not good. It's not good to have the GM do things that totally, like, negate your entire thing. And, and um, take this, I know we all hate paladins, except me. I know you all hate how goody-goody, and they have their oath with their nose in the air, and you want to break everyone's fucking sandcastle. Some people play <laughs> them a little too rigidly. And well, the, if you yeah. have a rogue, and you have a paladin, you, cut, you, you create just a natural strife. So you have to have very good players that can RP that strife without it being out of character. Yes. It has you to do. Just, it is it's hard. You have to have a very you have to have good players that'll do that correctly. I th- I but, think that's like 
yeah. the first challenge that players would meet that's common. Yeah. Like there's a there's a bajillion ways to say you have to have good players to deal with X, right? That's mm-hmm. like the common one. We have a paladin who is the goody two shoes, which is fine, and we have a rogue who's a bit of a klepto, maybe not maybe not insane, but does like to steal shit that's valuable. These are fine and they make sense and they are in fact natural conflictors. Mm-hmm. And if you ha- and it's the first challenge. You can't be an idiot on either one. The rogue, like they have to realize they need each other, right? Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. yes, I, I, I kind of want to steal everything, but I need this paladin to achieve these goals because I'm achieving these goals. That's why I'm an adventurer. That's why I go do the thing. And this paladin is very good at what he does. And if he hates me, I don't get to do the thing today. I get kicked out of the group, and I don't get to go get the treasure in the bottom of the hole. And the paladin has a similar vibe. Like this guy's a fucking wild card, and he drives me up the fucking wall. And I wish he would just square his shit away. But God, he is so sneaky. Like it's, we do need someone to like, and I'm loud as shit. It's the one thing yeah. that paladins are trash at. Like paladins can be good at everything except sneaking. They're just trash. <laughs> they just can't do it. Never going to do it. And, it's, and that's great. So it's like, you need that rogue. It's like, okay, I know he sold some shit. I'm just going <sighs> to mm-hmm. greater good, greater good, greater good. Greater good, good. Greater you know? good yeah. No, no, I got several ideas for future episodes. I think we should spend an episode designing a different kind of big, big bad evil guy. Because all the big bad evil guys always end up being some wizard or something. Like, why is it always that way? I want to discuss making a an unorthodox big bad evil guy. Oh, cool. I'm down. I like bruisers. We'll I like the Banes. One. Yeah, we'll have to definitely uh, go over that. And then another one, how do we teach players how to play D&D and how to RP and how to make wise choices and builds? So that's some stuff that will be coming up in the future, I think. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Stay tuned. Join yeah. our Patreon. Hit that like Join button. Join our Patreon. Hit that Press like subscribe. button. <laughs> Turn on notifications. Turn, yeah. Hit the bell. <laughs> we got them what, all. Yeah. Call to action, motherfuckers. <laughs> Catch us on TikTok. We're, oh, we're not pros. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I think that's it. We've done a, a, a little bit. We've done a super episode again. Yeah, we, um, we didn't get to crime. Great. Uh, edit, edit that shit out. No. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we, didn't get, we didn't get to crime. It's a lie. We said we're going to get to crime. We just didn't. Fuck them. No, Next time I'll tell them we're going to cover, like, you know, fucking the Real Housewives or whatever is, like, the top of the charts. <laughs> we can't do the crime because, again, I don't think the story's fully done and we're not going. We'll have to do that one later, I think. All right. We get more info. Uh, but, yeah, thanks for joining us. And, again, we really want to hear the stories, your bad builds uh, that you've encountered as a GM or that you've made. Were you proud? How did they mess up the game? Did you mean to? All of it. So, we're looking forward to that. So, we'll see you guys again. Good night, y'all.